Hey guys, this is the Week in Review podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Um, what's going on? I hope I don't sound like I'm phoning it in today, but I'm pretty beat from my week at work. Um, everything's gone pretty well though, considering. Um, but we're not going to start with that. We're going to start with the song of the week, which is going to be Shoot My Shot by IDK featuring Offset. Um, I was pretty excited for this because IDK is one of my favorite artists who's consistently putting out good songs, good remixes, good albums, um, all in a pretty short time frame. And, um, Offset, just Offset, you know, he's gonna come through with a good verse, and he did, which was fucking good. Oh, okay, so the instrumentals got good progression. It starts off um, one way, and then once a verse starts, there's these piano trills in the background that I really like, and then once it goes to a different part, it's different, which is good. Um, no one wants to hear the same shit over and over. Offset has a good guess verse. IDK has two good verses. And um, I like this song because it shows IDK's range. This is kind of like a radio hit-esque song that you would make, but he makes a lot of other shit too that doesn't sound anything like this. So it's cool to see that he can do everything. Um, one bar I really liked on here was in the third verse, IDK's second verse. Um, he's just showing off his flow. He, he he switches it up in the middle and says, um, I got Sydney and Erica. I got Stacy and Marilyn. I got plenty of hoes. Don't make me make no comparison. I should embarrass these hoes, but I'm going to calm back down. Got the Maybach. Ask her how she going to act now. Um, just having fun in the song, which um, translates over to whoever's listening because I felt that instantly. <clears throat> and I like it when rappers flex when they could do shit like this. Just out of nowhere. Um but yeah, check that out. That's going to be the only song of the week this week because I've just been listening to Bill Burr's podcast, to be honest. Um, with this new job, there's a lot of driving back and forth uh, to random houses out in, well, but fuck nowhere sometimes, but it's not bad. I enjoy podcasts more during that time because it helps pass the time faster than music. Um... And it's more personable sometimes. Like I can hear, he, ooh, I can hear Bill tell a story or something, something I can connect to, and I can also fade in and out of listening to it. Um, when I first started listening to podcasts, I kind of treated it like watching shows. So I wanted to start from the beginning. So like Bill Burr's podcast. Let me check, but I think it started at on Spotify at least. It starts back in two thousand and nine. And let me see. Oldest to newest. Um, nah, it goes back to 2011, but I started watching there and now I'm at. Um, okay, I can't see it now. I think I'm in like 2014. I just started, which is kind of crazy thinking about it because I've only been listening to podcasts for a couple of, well, maybe since like last august last september that's a lot i've listened to three years worth of podcasts 
Um, but if you haven't tried podcasts, give it a shot. I mean, it's a good alternative to music if you find yourself getting tired of listening to the same old stuff, which is what happened with me. And also, you can find podcasts about anything. I mean, my theater teacher was, or ex-theater teacher, I guess, was telling me about this um, this adult Dungeons and Dragons podcast, which I haven't listened to yet, but I haven't forgotten about either. So whenever the um, mood arises, I will look up that. I think it's called Daddies and Dragons. So it was something adult like that because she had to preface with it. She had to say, um, you're not a student anymore, so I'm going to suggest things that have profanity or something like that. It was funny. But um, there's stuff like that. And then there's just people talking about their day and shit that happens to them, like Bill Burr or TMG. Um, TMG also kind of talks about just shit that's going on in YouTube and pop culture at the time um bill talks about sports a lot which i'm not really even into but i'm hearing him talk about it he makes it funny because it's something he's interested in which i hope i can do that with music in some way you know maybe not make it funny but interesting enough to listen to even if you don't give a fuck about music maybe i'm not there yet maybe i'll get there eventually we'll see um one thing i noticed this week um, I didn't get to watch a lot of YouTube, <laughs> not as much as I normally do, but I was watching Aaron and Joe, and I think Aaron might play drums just based on how he, like if, if, a, if a movie has music or whatever, he'll start playing air drums, and he, he actually have his hands crossed like he's playing the hi-hat snare. Um, so maybe he actually knows how to play drums and shit, which would be kind of cool. And then, man, Joe fucking, he always kills it with the death metal voice, which I don't know, I don't know if any of you guys can do that. I can't do that. Like the, like he can do that really loud and for a while. And sometimes they'll just riff off a song and he'll start screaming in death metal. And I don't listen to shit like that, but. Man, it it is pretty good. Like I'll be bobbing my head, and when they stop, I'm like, "Dang, why didn't y'all keep going?" Um, but that was cool. Um, so work, yes. This job had um, it's not the hardest, but it's it's a lot to remember sometimes, which is not good for me personally because my memory sucks, but. Um, nothing to complain about really and the dude I'm working with I've known for a long time so it's a pretty comfortable environment too and he's pretty good at teaching but then again it's also kind of a learn-as-you-go kind of thing so it's just experience and all that um, he brought one of his kids to work um, I think it was Wednesday but it it kind of made me realize how long I've known him because his kid, his youngest that he brought to work was like four, I think. I asked him, I think, and he put up four. So, yeah, four. And the last time that I was around him, his second youngest was around that age, probably. Which is just a trip. 
and the kids are completely different. I mean, the youngest is, he's getting into everything. He is clearly the rebel, which makes sense for the youngest. They're normally spoiled and get away with a lot. Um, my youngest brother, he's not scared of anything, man. He will just, I mean, he almost broke his thumb and then he was back doing stuff or trying to do stuff the next day. Like, that would not be me, man. I would be in bed. I'd be happy to have an excuse to stay in bed and not do anything. I mean, if if I didn't want to do anything, you know. But, yeah, the youngest is like that. But the second youngest, I remember he was super shy around me and around anyone in general and didn't really talk. And then when I went to his house after work i saw the second youngest and he didn't re remember me he walked in and just made a weird face and you're like who are you <laughs> it's like yeah the last time you saw me i probably wouldn't remember i always feel kind of shitty when i put kids in that position because i know how that feels like whenever you meet someone and your mom's like oh yeah you met them da 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 and you're just staring and you got to choose to lie or just continue to tell them that you don't know uh, but it's whatever and then um his second oldest is 10 now which is crazy she looks like she's starting to become an actual person not you know not that kids aren't people but to have personality and distinct characteristics and stuff and then the oldest is just starting to go through his teenage phase and he was talking about it a little bit and I was like hey man just remember how much hell I gave my parents when I was that age and look at us now I mean I really love my relationship with my parents um I can tell them it whatever and not feel judged and they'll give me advice and honestly that's how it should be like I shouldn't be sitting here so happy that that's the case that should be the normal, that should just be the normal, yeah. I mean, that's what they're there for, is to help you in general. And I'm happy that my parents are like my best friends. I mean, I can go over there whenever and have a good time and leave and everybody's happy. I mean, I can talk to them about whatever. Um, they're funny. I I'm glad that you know when you get to that point with your friends where you can kind of guess what they're going to say next, like the next thing that's going to come out of their mouth? I'm glad that I'm kind of there with my parents because there was a long time where I wasn't and a long time where, I mean, even if I was in the same room as them, I just didn't want to be there just because it was negative energy. I mean, it came from both sides, you know? We both changed uh, um, respectively in ways that we needed to to make the relationship better. And I think that's what needs to happen. Um, both parties need to look at themselves if something's going on. Not just, it's not, I mean, it could be one-sided, but it normally isn't. Um, yeah, that's, that's something that's important, I think. I think um, for a long time, I just pushed it down. And um, I just thought one day I would leave. And <laughs> it wouldn't matter what stuff was like because I would be gone and stuff would be better but that's not how it is and so I'm glad that it is where it is now and like I called my dad on the phone earlier today 
and it sounded like I was talking to one of my homies. I was just like, hey, what's up, man? What are you doing? And then we talked about it. You want to get lunch? Uh, maybe tomorrow? Okay. Have a good one. Bye. You know, the only difference was the I love you. And I'd put that at the end if I was talking to my homies. So, <laughs> um, let's see what's next. Oh, I had the interview for that other job this week for the magazine job. It went pretty well. I mean, really, it was just catching up with the boss because I've already worked there. Um, when I was like 12, I think I worked there when I was like 12. Either way, um, it was easy. I wasn't, well, no, I was a little nervous, honestly. I didn't expect to be, but when I started looking at the paper that they handed me, because they handed me a sample to edit, just these two sentences, and I couldn't really make heads or tails of either statement. I mean, the first one was about being plugged in while it's, it is important to stay plugged in at all times while building long-term relationships. What, what the fuck does stay plugged in mean? Does that mean like, that, what I thought was like, that means you're paying attention at all times, like you're plugged into the situation. Like if someone falls in their chair, you're going to catch them like Spider-Man and that and the tray and the plates and shit like plugged in. And then I asked my mom and she said accessible. So does plugged in, ooh, does plugged in mean like having your phone all the time? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. I changed it to something like it's essential to be it's essential to remain accessible at all times while building long term relationships because I didn't know. I asked, I was like, do you want us to add commas and periods or do you want us to just rewrite it? And they said, you can do whatever you see fit. And so I feel like the safest option for me there was to rewrite it, which I did. Um, and then the second one, I personally have determined that it's like, I personally have determined that our Palo Alto area spas should focus on the teen market because of the proximate, close proximity of the three major high schools and multi-generational families. Uh, uh, just a whole lot of shit, and I just made it sound more personable, which I'm not sure was the move because it is a professional kind of setting, but I, I was just sitting there staring at that shit for so long, I wanted to get it out of my face. Um... But yeah, the interview went well. Um, I was a little nervous. But most of the questions were asking about school and what I learned, even though I was only there for half a year. And kind of experiences with the city. Um, what I thought about the job. Um, I made her laugh a lot, which I tend to do. Um, that's kind of my hook, I guess. That's what I try to reel people in with. I'm personable. I can make you laugh, you know? So, we'll see how that goes. Um, she said she'd let me know by Monday, and today's Saturday. So, I'll let you guys know next Saturday. And I know I said originally that I was going to make a choice between the two jobs, but honestly, I feel like I might just do both. Now that I'm... I mean... Okay, let me just... Now that I'm in one, I mean, it's really really easy and I feel like 
I might be able to do it with the magazine job, but really I won't know until I get that and see what the workload's like. And I might end up working like part-time at the magazine and then do this part-time because once I get my license, it'll be a lot more flexible. But um, yeah, and I think part-time is all I need for experience on the magazine. I'm not sure. I'll figure it out Monday, I guess. <laughs> um, but that's what's up with that. And like I said earlier, I didn't listen to a lot of music this week. So this week's album that I'm going to talk about is... Um, dang it. Dang, Instant Gratification. Instant Gratification by Dance Gavin Dance. All I wrote was IG. It, it, <laughs> my head kept saying Instagram over and over. Um, I was going to start by saying this is one of their banger albums, but... I feel like all of their albums are bangers, honestly, except for Afterburner. I mean, maybe it's just because they're trying new shit, and it's like what I talked about when I talked about um, Brockhampton, how like people who've been listening to them for a while don't like new sounds, because <clears throat> I started listening to Dance Gavin Dance in 2016 around Mothership, so I've been sitting with their older discography for about four years and now this shit after Burner came out and um there are three songs on it that i like it looks like but a lot of it was just them trying new stuff maybe and i didn't like it um but that's not what we're here to talk about instant gratification um the album immediately before mothership no skips no skips in my opinion um it starts off with um, we Own the Night, which is one of their most memorable songs. Um, probably one of the ones you're going to listen to if someone is putting you on to Dance Gavin Dance. Um, stabbing notes over the guitar riffs. Um, I, I like all the transitions on this. And easily one of the most recognizable choruses. We own the night. And... Um, and early, well, one of my favorite things on this album is the difference between John screaming and Tillian's vocals. I'm pretty sure it's Tillian because I'm going to look it up before I am wrong. And But they changed their vocalist a couple of times and I'm like 90% sure it's Tillian. Yes, second album is of the band's Tillian era. Okay, cool. I did not want to be wrong about that. Yeah, I like the difference between Tillian's singing and John's screaming. And the there are different styles that accompany it. But right here is a, a moment where they're together. Um, as Tillian's scre uh, singing, We own the night. As he's holding that note, that night. John's screaming. Um, I don't know what he's saying, honestly. I go in and out of listening to uh like focusing on the words it's kind of hard but i like where when it combines and i think that's um some of the best vocal moments on the album but um uh yeah great song anyway next one of my personal favorites stroke god millionaire um when i first started listening to dance gavin dance this was the song that i had on repeat um, I had this song for my fucking alarm to wake up in the morning. Um, I was just breathing 
eating and sleeping this song. Um, I love the riffs on this. They're a good, uh, the transitions and the drums. This is really just Matthew Mingus at his best. Um, one of the greatest drummers, honestly. I'm pretty sure he won an award last year with, um, what was that album? With um, Artificial Selection. I'm pretty sure he won an award for that, for his drumming. Um, the lyrics are really good on this one, too. Um, he's talking about um, using his money to win the affection of somebody. Um, lyrics like, stroke my ego, turn me into God. Um, it's kind of biblical, which they do in a few songs. And I like how that transitions over with the rest of the lyrics. Um, adds a little bit of symbol symbolism into the song. Um, Something New is really relatable. It's about like a new love and the awkwardness in it. There are a lot of different styles and good transitions in this one. This is what I like about Dance Gavin Dance is that you can listen to any of their songs and it's one different from other songs and two different parts of that song are different. I mean, there, there are Dance Gavin Dance memes on YouTube about when the groovy part of a song hits and it just completely changes up from the rest. But... um I really like Tillian's vocals on this. And then stylistically, like I was saying, um, they change their instrumentation. They change their instrumentation uh, depending on the topic. Because when Tillian starts singing, um, he, he goes, You, oh. And the whole track clears up and becomes lighter and almost blissful. And then that builds up. But I think that's them associating the kind of I guess the feeling that that music gave me and gives them with um the person they're talking about you know that everything is clear it's like um just happiness for no reason and I don't know maybe I'm getting a little too deep into that um on the run uh groovy halftime it, it not it's it's a halftime in the drums but it's it's really groovy and but the bass is just cutting in but i like it um i don't know it's got me bobbing swinging my head at the beginning of it um it's it's a lot of these stabbing notes it's um do 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 and then the lyrics are um like self doubt I'm all alone, I can't contain myself. Oh, I can't sing at all. Yikes. Um, I think this is like a flawed love song. It's talking about how much he needs the other person. Once it gets in the, into the chorus, it's, um, You got me on the run. You know me more than anybody. He got me with a gun in my hand, but I don't care about anybody but you. And then, um, do, 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 It's just back into that stabbing. Um, once again, more, um, more differences in the music. Differences is not the word I'm looking for, but my mind is blanking. And I've gone this far in one take, in one take. 
and I'm I don't want to stop now because this is pretty fucking crazy. 24 minutes, man, and I haven't cut yet at all. I'm goaded. I'm sorry. Unless this is just all dog shit commentary, in which case I'm sorry that you're listening to this. Um, why are you here? <laughs> um, okay, back to the album. Um, next is Shark Dad, which apparently is Kevin's favorite song. Uh, fun fact. Um, Shark Dad leads with the vocals and then the drums and stuff come in after. Um, a good change from just everything starting at once. Just a, a little bit of variance. Um, chill song until it's not anymore, which is, in a, you know, not expected. I like that about Dance Gavin Dance. Awkward's a nice break from the heaviness of the rest of the album. I mean, you can just hear immediately from playing it there's a lot less going on which isn't a bad thing uh, i kind of like it honestly it's um a breath of fresh air um till uh this song was is actually is it irony or sarcasm the whole song's talking of it's someone thanking someone else for holding them back and keeping their self-esteem low uh, basically for being a dickhead it's there's they're thanking someone and then um, Tillian came out and said that the whole song is actually um, yeah ironic that, that that's what it would be it's ironic you shouldn't thank people for holding you back unless that's actually helping you um, oh Legend is the only song, that's the next song, Legend is the only song in this album that I was like, meh, I could probably live without Legend. Still a good song, and I would still listen through it just for the fuck of it, but eh. Something's just not there. Um, Eagle vs. Crows is, I think this song highlights the Tillian and John Mess thing the best between the switches um the soft and hard vocals have completely different stylistic sounds in the instruments that go with them that highlight it and i love that like the it's really stabby and kind of uh crazy with john and then it's smooth and groovy with tillian and there are moments on here where they cross over kind of like the first song just really highlights um I don't want to say the band's gimmick because that's not, you know, their gimmick isn't. Yeah, one guy screams and one guy sings. Uh, what's that called, I guess? Kind of like if a band had a double double drum set, two drum set players, that would be something that stuck out about them. Um, and it, not a gimmick. I don't know. I can't think of the word. But Eagles vs. Crow uh, kind of really showcases that. Um Next is Death of a Strawberry, probably the best song on the album. I don't know. This one is timeless. This was another one like um, Stroke God Millionaire, where it was my alarm. It was on repeat. I was listening to it a lot. It starts with this really good riff, just dun 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 and then it starts to repeat. And then the drums come in, and um, Matt just plays perfectly with the... Uh, he just fills perfectly with the riff coming in. And 
it just leads you right into the lyrics. Oh, just the feeling this song gives me. This is one of those Kanye West white dress songs. Like, listening to this makes me feel some type of way inside. And that's why I love music. Um, the lyrics on this one are good all the way through, but for the chorus, is one of my favorite parts. It's... Um, he's talking to this girl and he's kind of talking really fucking recklessly but he doesn't give a shit because he's in love or lust or whatever but that's the feeling the song captures it's um he says it's it's kind of like a um it's a half time in the drums so it's like a just roll the tables pretend i'm made of money i'll be your sugar daddy really open and loose um good for headbanging kind of um check this one out if you're gonna skip everything else on this album listen to death of a strawberry um yeah that's it um next is variation which starts with the drums we are Mm-hmm. Um, I like the vocals on this one, and I I like um, the atmospheric singing from Tillian in some parts. It really just sets up the rest of the track, and I like hearing how he can be the center of attention and also kind of fade into the back. Um, and then Tillian and John, like it, it'll start with Tillian kind of singing in the background and John screaming. And then they converge for the, um, I don't know if it's the chorus or the verse, honestly. I didn't look at the lyrics. But they they both come together to sing that. And it makes it, it kind of just drives it home. It hits so much harder. And, um, yeah. And then the last song, Lost, is about uh, doubt and not being sure of yourself, obviously. Um, A lot of high-energy drumming. I think from... Not for most of it, um, until it changes to the, um, till it changes into the verse, it's really high energy drumming. So, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, got to, snare kick, snare kick, snare kick. Dude, got, got to, got to, got to, I am lost. So I. Yeah, it calms down after that, doesn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, that's the music for this week. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? 31 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. Um, yeah, that has been... Oh, what What is this? Episode 5? Yes. Podcast Episode 5. Week in Review Podcast Episode 5. Um, I was thinking about making a new logo. I might hire somebody to do that because I tried on Photoshop just for 30 minutes this morning, just messing around with stuff, looking up videos because I wanted to make like a cool kind of border. I think I want to make the the logo kind of fancy like. Wow, listen to me, kind of kind of fancy like. Um, I think I want to make it kind of fancy, and have podcast at the bottom 
not fancy, so it'd be like week in review podcast at the bottom. Um, and then like a border around the corners or maybe like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll figure something out eventually. But whenever I like start to spend too much time dedicating to that, I just think, um, you know, yes, like that gets people's attention, but it's me that matters. So if I'm just shitting into the mic and not on a good, not in a good way, then it doesn't matter. Um, why am I still talking? Um, have a good week. I hope you had a great week. If there's something you want to do, just do that shit. Like, what's stopping you? What's the worst that could happen? And if the answer to either of those questions is the law or you could go to jail, then you probably shouldn't do them. Do that thing that you want to do. But um, if you're not going to hurt anybody, if you're not going to make someone have a shitty day, and if there's no negative that come out of if there's no negative that comes out of it other than making yourself feel a little stressed or uncomfortable, fuck it, bro. Just do it. What What's the worst that can happen? And like I said, if it has nothing to do with the law or um, hurting anybody else, go for it, man. Or woman. Or non-man, non-woman. I don't know. Um... Have a great week. I'll see you next Saturday, hopefully. Bye.